Hey everyone, prepare yourselves. There's a lot going on in this episode. Not only do some guy in Austin and I break down Hannah's hometown dates, we also talk about the there are no rules mentality of this season. Where are all these extra roses coming from? And why is Chris Harrison in charge of snipping buds and creating new boutonnieres? Isn't that a job for the ABC intern? Oh wait, I'm sorry. Ugh, he was off dragging that bench from the tarmac to Peter's house to Tyler's house to Luke's house, skipping Jed's house, and back to the mansion. I guess I'll allow it. But I do hope that our host, Chris Harrison, got paid a little extra. Because roses are thorny. He could have been hurt. Hey everyone, I'm Lindsay and welcome to the I Hate Green Beans podcast. During each episode, I'll be discussing television, movies, music, and books with friends who love pop culture as much as I do. For those of you wondering, yes, we will be talking about the Bachelor franchise. And no, I do not want to try your grandmother's famous green bean casserole recipe. But thanks for offering. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. It's episode 120 of the I Hate Green Beans podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay. I'm here with some guy in Austin, and we are going to discuss memorable moments from Hannah's hometown dates, which were half memorable, half not. Would you agree with that, some guy in Austin? I would agree with that. I think um, I think we'll get to this, but the most memorable portion of the show is obviously the um, the change in rules and um, making Harrison just be a, a rose toting right. lackey. I mean, I don't know. If, <laughs> I mean, that was the most shocking part ever. You would think that they would send maybe an intern in with the extra rose, yeah. but I also thought that maybe, maybe Harrison is the only one with the key to the rose refrigerator or <laughs> where, you know, wherever they keep them. He's it's the like only on one that neck. has the yeah. garden snippers to go it's outside like a, in the front yard. Yeah. It's like retina activated, you know, some kind of, <laughs> thing that only Harrison has access to but <laughs> I hope it is and there's like one mega rose in there that you can only use for the final final rose it's just that's right. growing in the greenhouse that's right it's like that and uh Neil Lane's phone number yeah. or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I thought that the all everything was good but I thought that um Luke's hometown was incredibly um condensed yeah. it was very quick but i'm sure we'll get to that yeah. maybe maybe his family's just not that interesting but right uh, at, any, at any rate i'm sure we'll walk through it but uh yeah, yeah it was uh no, no no crazy um no super crazy relatives or anything like that and um it was it was pretty uh pretty cut and dry until the end there yeah just one very judgmental parent and we'll get to that at the end uh first up we have peter the pilot what is we're going to do three memorable moments from each of these dates. Yeah. What is something that stuck out to you from Peter's date, hometown date? Um, the Buddy Holly plane. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I thought that was a nice touch. I thought, um, she seemed very impressed by that. Uh, at least until we got onto Tyler's boat there, there was all that piloting going on this Mm -hmm. week. Mm -hmm. Um, they made a big deal, um, to uh, highlight Peter's uh, fancy sports car. Uh, his Mercedes. Here's a, here's a question for you. Would you drive that car? Yeah, I would drive that car. Um, it's nice. You know, he had, he had it kind of blacked out. It was, it was, um, sporty yet not, you know, meathead ish, you mm-hmm. know, it was a nice car. Um, well, I liked it. This brings us to one of my memorable moments of his date. 
let's look inside your console and see what's in there. <laughs> Which were three things. Yes. Empty can of Altoids, a picture mm-hmm. of Jesus, and mm-hmm. a condom. All uh, three very good things to have on your person <laughs> at all times, I think. What's in um, your console? Well, <laughs> uh, it's an empty Altoid box filled mm-hmm. with condoms. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, actually, um, the thing that surprised me most about that was uh, Hannah's reference to it as a, quote, rubber. Right. I, I, haven't, I, I haven't heard that word in... <laughs> I don't know who calls it that anymore. I mean, I, I haven't heard that in years. Um, you know, but that was good, I guess, you know. Uh, so but foul. I thought it was, I know, it's just crass. But the, the look uh, the look of surprise on Peter's face mm-hmm. was clearly genuine. And she mm-hmm. clearly caught him. Um, but she handled that well, and so did he. I thought it was funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's an odd thing to keep in your, in your glove box. Um, I would have you know. napkins from Chick-fil-A and I would have ketchup from Whataburger and probably some mixed tapes in the form of CDs because I still have a CD player. Okay. So I have uh, an SUV. So I have, I have a glove box. Mm -hmm. Um, By the way, I've I've never kept gloves in there. Have you ever kept gloves in there? Me neither. Mm -mm. They need to reconsider the the name. And then then, um, I have the middle console thing. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And my glove box is like my owner's manual. And I like every time I get my oil changed, yep. I'll put something Me there. Too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, and then in, in the middle thing, I have a couple pairs of sunglasses. So I have uh, a regular pair of sunglasses that I wear like all the time when I drive. Then I have a backup pair that I like that if someone else is in my car and they say, oh, my gosh, I forgot my sunglasses, I have those. Oh. And then I have my uh, a pair of Oakley sunglasses that I use when I go to the trail to run. They're more sporty. <laughs> um, I have a Bigfoot uh, bottle opener. Oh. So it's a bottle opener shaped like Bigfoot. <laughs> And, How uh, often are you opening bottles in your car? I don't know. I just bought it because I liked it. I keep it in my car. Um, you know my fascination with Bigfoot. We've I do know about that. Ad nauseum. <laughs> um, so I have my Bigfoot bottle opener. Uh, and then uh, I have some, some odds and ends. You know, like I do have, I think I at any given time can have gum or Altoids or something sitting yeah. in there. Um, and then for me, though, and then I have my, my other car doesn't have a glove box. It just has a middle thing. Uh-huh. Uh, and I have, uh, because it's an older car that I've had like redone, I have a cord in there that I plug into the stereo. That's like a USB that I can play my iPod mm. on. That's the only thing in that console. Gotcha. And then, uh, I keep my insurance card above my, uh, in my flippy thing, whatever you call that. Advisor. the mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, that's about it. I'm, really? I'm, I'm, you keep yeah, your I'm, insurance card in the flippy thing? Yeah. In the flippy thing. Like, Why like not it, in the it, console. Well, what if it blows out? Isn't that a convertible? Um, yeah, that, that, no, no, no. In the convertible, I keep that in the, in the, Oh, I'm uh, sorry. We're talking like about a, your third car. Yes. Please go <laughs> on. Please. Whatever. I know I'm such a big deal, right? You are. Uh, you right. are. In the SUV, it's in the flippy thing. Um, oh, the, okay. okay. Convertible, gotcha. it's in, um, there's a side pocket in the door and I just mm-hmm. shove it in there. So, mm-hmm. so it good. sounds to me like you, you would once upon a time told the listening audience that you are way into cars 
right? Watches yep. and yep. now I'm assuming sunglasses. Yeah, those are three of my weaknesses. Cars, watches, and huh. sunglasses. Absolutely. So you're like Peter. I guess. I just don't fly. <laughs> Would you fly in the Buddy Holly plane? Um, you know, as a twin engine, it would have to be the twin engine because mm -hmm. you single prop plane, uh, that's just too big of a risk and something like that. That thing goes soft and you don't have an extra engine, forget it. You know, you don't think about what could happen. Mm -hmm. And now at this stage of my life, eh, I'd probably think twice about getting in. How about you? Yeah. Oh, I think it would go and I think it would be awesome. And I think I would do just like Hannah did and say, look, there's the bachelor mansion. <laughs> Yeah. Would you Hi. make out um, at 10,000 no, feet? No, no. I did not like that. I yeah, did not that like little, that. Eyes yeah. on the road, man. Don't yeah. don't reach over and stop looking. Put your hands on some sort of instrument. I know you're going to say hey now to that, so let's move on. <laughs> um, <laughs> I thought his family was great. They speak both German and Spanish. Great. Um, his, his dad was a little 70s porn star-ish for okay, me. Okay, well, the, maybe oh, he was. With the open collar and the mustache and all that. Yeah, he's got a pretty dope mustache. Um, seem They seem like really nice people. And mm -hmm. I think um, whereas there's often this kind of uncomfortable tension when you've got, you know, a camera crew in your living room waiting for your child yes. to show up in his own house. Um, I thought the family seemed very genuine. The mom seemed really genuinely excited to meet her and open um, to talking to her, or whatever, um, as, as w is not the case with all of the hometowns, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um but yeah, they seem like really nice people. And I got to tell you, man, that, that to me, that guy makes the most sense for a marriage pick. Exactly. And yep. she said that too. That's who her Barbie married when she was really young. Mm -hmm. And it's a shame she's not going to pick him. Yeah, that's absolutely correct. Now, we, you and I had opined last week that mm -hmm. he would be the one hitting the road, but mm -hmm. um, apparently that didn't happen because um, yeah. she's indecisive. And we can talk about this later, yep. but indecisiveness uh, in my book, is a very unattractive quality. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Okay. Like, like I had this, I had dated this girl in college for a very short period of time, and I will tell you, this sounds very Seinfeld-ish. Um, well, actually, didn't really, we really didn't date. We, we we went out on a few dates, and and one of the biggest factors into me never calling her back was um, in college. Chili's was a big deal. You know, I was broke, and Chili's was a good place to go to. You know, still is dinner. man. Skillet queso? Are you kidding me? Keep going. It took her a good 10 minutes to figure out what she wanted. Mm. And she talked through the whole menu about mm. why a certain thing wasn't good or why she wouldn't have it. Or I didn't like onions. Right. And I just, it was such a turn off to me that I couldn't deal with it. Because you're impatient. Well that, and I just, to me again, being decisive and sort of knowing what you want is, is a, that's a, that's a good quality to me. That is a, that is something that's, that says, look, I'm sure in myself, I'm flexible and I can make a decision. Right. Um, right. Even if she had never been to Chili's before, it should not have taken her 10 minutes to decide what she wanted. That's right. Okay. And, you know, you can chalk that up to my own neuroticism or my own impatience, but uh, I just think it's unreasonable to uh, look at a menu and not be able to make a decision in less than 10 minutes. Hmm. Well, Peter was not able to make a decision as well because he struggled back and forth with, am I going to say I love you? Am I not mm -hmm. going to say I love you? They drug a bench out in his parents' front yard so we can sit have that moment and he waved as it passed him by there was also a bench that appeared in mm -hmm. front of the buddy holly plane right it was on the tarmac so they loaded right. that up and then yeah. took it to peter's parents house that's right peter did not say i love you so he she leaves and we're thinking that might be a tick in the negative column when it yeah. comes to peter but 
Oh, nobody else said I love you either. So that's how, do you, how do you feel about that? Because, um, you know, it's almost a, like you said, it's a tick box. It's almost a, it's almost a requirement mm-hmm. that like a rite of passage, whether you love her or not, you sort of have to tell her. Um, right. and if you don't, then it's like, I don't know after 28 mm-hmm. days, you know, <laughs> after a collective 14 hours with me, yeah. why isn't he in love? I can't figure out why I'm going to have to sleep with all four of them. <laughs> Or three. Um, yeah, or three. She, I, I, I would not consider that um, a tick in the negative column, only because, you know, level-headedness, it's fine. You don't have to say it to me, but you're exactly right. It sounds like that's the format of the show. So yeah. we're supposed to think, uh-oh, Peter didn't say it. That's why she's not going to pick him. But then we get to Tyler, and Tyler didn't say it either. So that whole idea goes out the window. Peter's date was, I think, in a nutshell, it was nice, comfortable, happy people, uneventful, the end. We get to Tyler, and I would say of the four, Tyler was the most sexual. (laughs) For you, or, I mean, am I supposed to collectively join your... Did you feel it the most with Tyler? I think I felt the most, I think I felt the most, the most magic with Jed. With Um, Jed? No. No, I I, I agree. I mean, with, with the whole, uh, the whole rubbing the lotion. Let's rub suntan lotion. Okay. Our top, our top moments for Tyler, what would you say? On the um, boat, rubbing suntan lotion. Yeah, the suntan lotion was one. Uh, the fact that he was uh, shirtless the entire time mm-hmm. was, mm-hmm. to me, eventful. Distracting. It was. It was very eventful. I um, think it, uh, whenever they were, they drank margaritas, and then he heard the music playing, and he has to go dance. Because remember, this is Footloose Tyler we're talking about. And she tries to crowd surf without a crowd. Yeah, it was a little embarrassing. Very embarrassing. Uh, and then I thought the other eventful thing was the, uh, the horse dad that, um, Mm -hmm. had some nice, nice things to say. Um, I I always think it's nice to, to see these guys in their element. I think that's very telling. He Mm -hmm. seemed to be very proud of where he was from and you could tell that he loved his family. And I thought that was really good. And they seemed to, you know, they seemed receptive to her too. I didn't think she got as warm a reception clearly at other, other household, Mm -hmm. Uh, but they seem like nice folks. Well, what I liked about it too exactly what you said you could tell it was a side of tyler that we had never seen you could tell that he really loved his dad because he bypassed everybody when he walked in and went straight to his dad apparently he's the one that took over the family business and helped his dad when he had the stroke and the brothers are saying hey props to tyler because before i wouldn't think he would be ready to be married but now he is he seems mature and he's got his head on one thing that didn't bother me, but I just noted, is they they kept saying how Tyler looked like he in love, but then it would always go back to the dad. And then she's talking, Hannah's talking to the mom, and then it kind of always ends up back with Tyler and the dad. And that is where the direction kept going. There was never any Tyler saying, I love this woman so much, and I think this is it, and oh, it's going to be great, and we're going to be together. Because Peter's family's crying all over the place because he's mm-hmm. so much in love. And Tyler's, it was almost as if Hannah was an afterthought. Mm, I don't know about afterthought. I think that um, Peter's family, to me, functioned more as one unit, you know, like like they're all going to make a collective decision on Hannah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and and mm-hmm. they just went, like his dad cried, they went to the best room. Mm-hmm. Whereas Tyler's family, they all seem to look up to him, you right. know, and, and kind of feel like it's his decision. That's a good point. 
Um, That's a very good point. So uh, that was the distinction for me. But I, I didn't think they were they seemed any less enthusiastic about the possibility of an engagement 28 days later to a stranger who's come to their house for the first time mm -hmm. than Peter's family did. Okay. That's a good point. I'll, I'll allow that. Yes. I'll allow that. Mm -hmm. That's a <laughs> very, good point. <laughs> very good point. Um, ABC intern drags the, the bench from the tarmac to Peter's house to Tyler's house. They sit yes. on the bench. Tyler does not say, I love you. But he does what Tyler does afterwards, and after placing his lady in the big limo to take her away, he crawls on top of her. Yet what happens? Somehow, Hannah ends up straddling him, because that's her move, but and they make out for 10 minutes. You think that's sort of like a weeble wobble? You know, Maybe. like, no matter what direction you push Hannah, she always ends up straddling, straddling. <laughs> the person she's with. Praise the Lord, the driver was not in his seat already. That was yeah, a fun moment for him. He's the guy with a $10 bill. Hey, hang on a minute. We, uh, we're not ready to leave. Um, <laughs> and I think the word sorry mom came out of somebody's mouth too, which is freaking crazy. <sighs> well, no, I love you from him. No, I love you from Peter. I will say that um, there was the jump and straddle in both Peter's instance and Tyler's instance and Luke's instance, yeah. which was well, she, date number yeah. three. I think she's she's um, she's definitely adept at that move by now. I mean, she's mm -hmm. I think executed that more than Jillian Harris ever I did, which did I think too. it was originated with Jillian Harris. Jillian Harris is like the Nadia Comaneci of the jump and straddle. <laughs> uh, it doesn't look as uh, fancy as it does maybe today, but that's just because the move has evolved. <laughs> over time for those of you who don't know what in the world we're talking about substitute mary lou retton in for nadia yeah. and you'll be nadia coming is just a romanian gymnast who was the one of the first gymnasts to get a perfect 10 in the olympics um oh, and, and she married you know a gymnast from, uh, boy and they made gymnast baby yep. okay we have luke he is the third date um during his alone time remember peter took her flying tyler took her boating Luke takes her to Sunday school. Yes, which was painful to watch. Mm -hmm. uh, she looked really uncomfortable. Number one, because she'd already heard that story. Yes, we all have three times now. Yeah, three the times. divine shower, yes. Um, and then they're all laying hands on and praying and all mm -hmm. that stuff. And look, that, that has its time and its place. And, and I, think, um, I think he probably could have had her appreciate his faith and his position in that community as a leader or whatever they were saying w without the whole rigmarole. I thought mm -hmm. she, she, he could have shown her around his hometown. This is where I went to school and everything, but he chose that. Yeah. Um, but it, I watered, also think, it watered it down for right, me that's, just because it was so staged. Right. That's what I mean. And, and then the other thing that struck me was there seemed to be a very aggressive attempt by mm -hmm. everybody involved to rehabilitate Luke Right. Mm -hmm. It's it's like they, they were tipped off like, hey, man, he has been a first class judge. Everybody hates him. Yep. You got to say nice stuff about him. His family, all those religious people that were laying hands and everything made it clear that, oh, this is the real Luke and all that. And I yeah. thought that, again, it just seemed incredibly staged and um, ineffective, frankly. It was over and over again by the people in the church that was at the local diner. Yeah. Um, by his parents, his sister-in-law, everybody was shocked beyond shocked to hear that he was a chotch. They were yeah. shocked. They could not believe. What? He was in a fight? He's the one who breaks up the fight. What are you talking about? His brother used the word humble to describe Luke. Yeah, I wasn't getting any of that. No way. And I, yeah. here's the part that 
is just fascinating to me. Let's just say all of that's true. And they really do think he's that way. Was he playing a part? Because we can roll the tape and see what a chotch he was. Are you playing a part, man? Or is this the way you are and you're playing a part with them? Or is ABC, like you say, trying to redeem him because she picks him in the end? I don't know. I don't think she picks him. Clearly, Nick, we know she doesn't because she flips him off. And Well, look, we don't know. He comes back and says, you know, Wabu, Wabu too. Um, (laughs) Anyway... That was uh, when I was in college. Um, <laughs> yes. So, please explain yeah, what the heck so, that just was. Oh, so when I was in college, uh, you've met, have you met Lenny, my college roommate? We, yes. we, we made, both of us made careers out of just busting each other's hump over anything. And uh, I was in a long-term relationship in college and that was always a point of contention because, you know, Lenny thought it was stupid to date somebody for long-term and whatever. Anyway, so whenever I was on the phone, um, with my girlfriend, he would walk by and he's always walked by and go, Wabu, Wabu do. And I don't know why I still say that to this day. I just think I was like, that's the stupidest thing I ever heard. And he would just laugh. You know, he thought Is it was it supposed funny... to be, I love you. Yeah. Like I love, like, like oh. baby talk, you know, like I love you. Love you too. Anyway. <laughs> and you still say that to Lenny or Mrs. Some guy. Too I'm confused. I mean, I don't actually tell him that, but we still laugh over that. I stupid dare you stuff. to text him and say, Wabu. But to your point about Luke, I you know the whole thing rang disingenuous, yeah. and I, I think he scored any points with her. She seemed over it, to be honest. I mean, I, I think that she's still very attracted to him, and maybe there's this, you know, sort of tug of war she's she's um, uh, undergoing. But right. I think that the flag is on one side of the the tug of war pit, and um, I think he's on his way out because all it's going to take is one more mm-hmm. fall back into old Luke before she cracks. Right. Which is, I think, probably we see next week when he says, you know, yeah. if you bang any of these guys somehow. I'm out of here. And she's like, well, I bang everybody in Holland in or whatever. In a windmill. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. It wasn't in the Netherlands because 57,000 people have messaged me saying there are windmills in Greece. So we just need to get over that. I will also say that 50 million people messaged me, too, to hear what your joke was. About, you know, roses on a piano. What's better than roses on a piano? Mm -hmm. Did you share the answer? I did. If they messaged me, I shared the answer. And I apologized in advance. And then I wrote the dirty, dirty line. Yeah. Well, listen, I'm happy about that. I'm glad. I'm glad. (laughs) Speaking of happy, Jed is very happy because she jumps and straddles into his arms. And then he gets to take her to record music here we are again with Jed and a guitar. Yeah. Did you fast forward <sighs> that very uncomfortable um, part where they were not only writing lyrics, but then they had to perform whatever that was they performed. <laughs> you're, I mean, you're so sweet to use the word perform. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a mm. lowercase. Lower oh my case. goodness. It, uh, he's getting on my nerves now with all the music stuff. I can't yeah. help it. I'm thinking. That's not really this his is fault just, though. You think? I know. I, know. I like him, but I think yeah. he's in third place now because Tyler just keeps moving on up. Yeah. But um, you know who wasn't happy? Hmm. Uh, Jed's family. Right. <laughs> it was really what not thrilled. in the world wow. was that? You talk about a yes. I mean, for God's sakes, the sister was, I mean, the mother The mother laid was down. bad. The sister yeah. was brutal. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's she like. She was uh, succinct in her distaste. The yes. End. So Gina, Gina, the mom is first. 
Uh-huh. And she gives her passive aggressive toast of yeah. everybody, let's go with our gut. Let's trust our instincts and live in truth. That yeah. seems to be nice, but you know what she's saying under the line. It's a, it's a tad vague. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Subject to interpretation, I think. Then she gets with Hannah and just calls her out on how Jed is one of four. Mm-hmm. She keeps bringing up, have you have you said you loved anybody else? And Hannah says, no, and that is the truth. Mm-hmm. I've only told your son that, that I'm falling for him. And she was like, great, there are three other people. Yeah, and the only reason she hasn't told anyone else is because it's, it's difficult to turn around in a windmill and, <laughs> and say and say that. But what about you're straddling somebody? Their face is right there. Oh, that's true. But you're, mm-hmm. she's preoccupied. I, I mean, so. it's, you know, yeah. The interesting part that the mom brought up, Gina, she said that Jed does not have a degree, which mm. means he's not going to have a real job because he's focusing on his music. And when the music isn't happening, he's got to go just kind of do something. But all of his focus needs to be on music. So if it's there, how can it be on Hannah? So no, he's not ready to be engaged. Yeah, and and the best was I think when when, when I, I don't know why I'm laughing just because the look on Hannah's face was priceless. She asked like this very long drawn out like, "Do you think he's ready for?" It? And um, the sister just looks at her and goes, um, "No." Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Brutal, yeah. succinct. She there, looks at no, her with her perfect right. hair and just says, no. Yeah, there was no attempt to, to sugarcoat it or to be like, bless your heart. Like, you know, let me just tell you who my brother is. Uh-huh. Um, but you also got the sense that um, they were sort of rooting for him to just pursue his music. Yes, like they, they, they were. It wasn't about, you know, like Peter's dad crying into his mustache about how he just wants the best for him and he wants mm-hmm. to be happy. Mm-hmm. I think we didn't get any of that. We nope. got... Um, no, we don't want you around bachelor girl. And you, and that was going to be my next question too. Do you think that is because, Hey, you're messing with his music career. It's just about to take off. You need to settle down, calm down. We didn't want him to get this far. We all knew he was going on the show for his music career to help it out. What's going on here? No, no, no. Or do you just think she doesn't want him to get married? You think it's more music than married? I think all of the above. Yeah. Probably. I think that they, well, I don't know, maybe, maybe they're in sort of an echo chamber. I mean, cause you've heard the guy perform. I, I didn't really hear anything that was, you know, mm-hmm. um, over the top fantastic. Um, yeah. but to be fair, I've only heard that one song where nothing rhymes with Hannah. Um, <laughs> so assuming he's got some lyrics that rhyme and he can sing differently than John Mayer, uh, mm-hmm. maybe he does have a career. I don't know. You never know. You never know. Maybe we should ask, um, maybe Haley? we should ask uh, Haley, Haley mm-hmm. Stevens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Gypsy Twins? Wait, what was it? No. The Leah Twins? Leah, or the Leah, Leah somebody? Something. Uh, <laughs> Memorable. <laughs> Memorable. <laughs> Chicago, I think. <laughs> Sweet Leah. I just looked in my notes. Sweet yeah. Leah. There I we go. Was, I think it was a Dan plus Leah. <laughs> percent of the people don't know what we are laughing yeah. at right now and yeah but the other so 35 <laughs> think that uh, the other 65 is laughing oh, hysterically funny. into their car radio right now oh my now. gosh Haley plus leah all the way let's yeah. talk about the rose ceremony uh you and yeah. i thought that peter was definitely out 
Toast. And yep. the first person she says is Peter. What did yeah. you think at that moment? Um, I thought, man, I'm wrong. I, I, did I usually, too. <laughs> yeah. I, I usually, uh, your first date, your first thought was, uh, some guy's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, get, get in line. I really did. I thought, man, I've been doing this since 2003. I yeah. am horrible at it. But Total mystery. to our defense, she didn't get rid of anybody. So we weren't yeah. wrong. Well, fair enough. But um, I thought the whole uh, funny when, you know, she hands out Peter and mm -hmm. then she hands out, uh, who'd she hand out? Tyler. Um, uh, Tyler. Yeah. And Tyler uh, is going, going all the way. I mean, I'll give him credit. He's going from start to finish with the uh, malfitting tight jeans, mm -hmm. uh, khakis and the, uh, the dusty rose blazer. Yeah. He's doing uh, it every, yeah, I mean, look, every week. His pants are a little yeah. bit tighter and a little bit shorter. That's right. And the dusty rose jacket just grows more and more snug. Cause uh, that's how we like him. Short and tight. That's right. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, I've got to give him credit, you know, I mean, the, the, he's, he's using what's been working in the past. There you go. Uh, now, uh, Peter was happy to get a rose. He seemed, um, very relieved yes, when he, he was the first called. Tyler seemed, uh, confident that like he knew right. he was going to get it. He was getting it. Uh, Jed and Luke, um, almost, uh, fought each other right there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, you could With see Jed. Yeah. You could see Jed's, um, uh, extended forehead and, uh, veins in his forehead, um, bulging out when, when he realized he was in a competition with, with Luke. Oh. And then she, yeah. her and her green dress that, um, comes down to her, um, uh, uh tailbone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, decide to take a little break because there's some confusion. Um, she's just not yes. sure what she wants to do. Turmoil, angst, and, frustration, and life is unfair. Yeah. And what do they do? They hand her another rose so she doesn't have to make a decision. Yeah, they send in Chris Harrison and Harrison, you know, we, we were spared the, uh, the there are no rules. But at this point, we right. know there are no rules. <laughs> we know that. Yeah. And uh, so then... Um, the best part, she, she shows back up. I don't know how they choreographed this. I could just see that the production meeting, like, what are we going to do? How mm -hmm. are we going to present these other, you know, th there are no rules. Um, so, uh, ABC intern, get on the phone, see if we can book another fantasy suite in Greece right. quick. <laughs> see how fast they can turn room one. Windmill, uh, windmill. Yeah, windmill, windmill. Yeah. See if, see if they got a windmill with a waterbed in it or something, <laughs> you know? So, so they, they get on that and they get some kind of confirmation that the hotel has an extra suite. So now we've got four guys. And, and then Harrison has to go into the, the retina activated rose refrigerator and, and, and clip two mm -hmm. extra roses. And he comes in with, with, with them behind his back. And that was and weird. It, it was weird. And then he says, uh, Hannah, here are the two roses you requested. And at that point, Jed seems uh, mildly upset. Yes. Um, how did you feel about that? Did you think that was justified? Well, let me mm, let me go back to all the previous rose ceremonies where no one got to talk to Hannah because Luke screwed it up. So maybe <laughs> she legitimately doesn't know these people and she feels like they're all in her head on a level playing field or maybe two are up here and two are down here and she just needs more time. 
Uh, I think it makes for a more dramatic ending to her season. So they were probably fine to give her another rose. I don't like when they juke like this, but I also kind of don't really care at the same yeah, time. But, but, I sort of like Luke being around and I like Peter. So yay, I'll, I'll, I'll look at a fantasy sweet date with all of them. Yeah. And I look at, I look at the big picture because um, the, the, the real thing is look, She's, she's going to sleep with three people either way, right? Whether, whether they send Luke home or not. I mean, he's already announced that that's it's not what, happening. Yes, that's what I believe happens, is that she sleeps with three and not Luke. Yeah, because he's either afraid of it or he judges her for whatever, and then she flips him off and says, Jesus still loves me and mm-hmm. all that. Um, he, he, I'm sure Jesus still loves her, but he may have a couple things to discuss with her on the way. <laughs> the way over to the other side. <laughs> He Whenever loves that, us all. He loves yeah. us all. Whenever you were talking about the ABC intern having to call up Greece and ask for us another room, yeah. what if they couldn't get it and that's why she sleeps with two people in a windmill? <laughs> Check-in isn't ready they yet. They have to go to the same windmill. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Hannah. The, uh, the, uh, there's no available rooms. Early check-in is not available mm-hmm. today, but we'll be happy to store your bags. And by the way, there's some great windmills on the back of our property that you and Tyler can go look at. <laughs> we have cracked the code. That's we right. have cracked the code. Okay, this is what it all boils down to. When she talks to Luke, she says that she has, you know, bleeped with two people. Or mm-hmm. no, she's bleeped in a windmill twice. And we're mm-hmm. thinking this is one person, right? Well, I, I wasn't thinking that, but yeah, I mean that's that's the logical first yeah. thought is you know, who was it twice? And then you start thinking, you think, well, there's four dudes left. One right. of them is out by definition right um, but there's three other guys that are you know looking looking to looking to seal the deal right do you and think it's been luke in heat goes... all season she's been in heat all she's been presenting and throwing herself <laughs> at, at them all season i hate uh, that analogy <laughs> <laughs> the reason why it sounded just so funny right now because i'm rubbing my face again my hands against my face do you think luke is second fantasy suite date or third or he's fourth? he he has to go last but and so he would just be asking he didn't know that he was last so that's why he's saying if or no i guess he could just generally be saying if you slept with any of those people i'm leaving in my head he was saying don't sleep with any of those people or i'm leaving no no no. i think he said if you did okay 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 and then and then she just goes scorched earth apparently and says well guess what And, so uh, who do you think that because there are no rules, mm-hmm. do you think she has to get rid of two people next week or one person? Well, just well by default too, because Luke's gone. We know that. Oh right, I keep forgetting that he goes yeah. home. Okay, so Luke goes home and she's gonna ditch somebody. Who do you Peter. think she ditches? I say Peter. I'm I still standing by that. I think he goes home. I, do I, too. I think she uh, tearfully sends him home for probably a silly reason. Um, she's, she's definitely more, um, physically attracted and more, um, has more sparks with Tyler. Mm-hmm. And I think Jed, the fact that he's a musician and that whole thing, oh, yeah. I, I think that's working for him too. Well, Jed admitted that he loved her straight L bomb while they were recording their romance, mm-hmm. um, romance. What am I trying to say? Their romantic song, their yeah. love song. And then maybe Tyler admits that he loves her, but Peter never does. And that can be her out for saying, I've just developed stronger feelings for other people. And she sends Peter home. 
you think she's... she do you think she gives him the great guy? Oh yeah, because he That's is. Mm-hmm. By the way, for any for any women out there who are um, thinking about dumping somebody. Don't great guy him. That's that. That's that's literally like just stepping on your head when you're drowning. I mean, just just let it be done. What should you say? Um, I don't want to date you anymore. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just like Jed's sister, that's I do right. not want to date you anymore. Goodbye. Now all these things and blah 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 and blah, blah, and by the way, based on all those things and with all the aforementioned, do you think Jed is ready for marriage? Um, no. No, I don't. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> the last thing I want to talk about is Tyler's boat. When mm-hmm. they are sailing around Jupiter, Florida, we see his boat's name is Real Clean. R-E-E-L Clean. Very punny. That to me does not scream Tyler's personality. Does it to you? It does not. Um, and I, I, I believe maybe that was borrowed or maybe too. rented. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and, let's um, play a little game. I've come up okay. with some ideas of what I think Tyler's boat should be named based on Tyler's personality. Oh, okay. And I'm going to tell them to you and you say if you think that's a good name <laughs> for, for his boat. Okay, now. And we can okay. rank them. Now, just to be clear. If Tyler would go to the boat dealership and and purchase a, a, a vessel, you're about to tell me what you believe would be a good name for that vessel. I am, yes. Okay, and then I'm supposed to react and tell you what my favorite is, or can I, am I free to think of my own if if something pops in my head? Yes, you're free to think oh, of your okay. own. Yes, yes. Well, absolutely. this is a fun game. I'm ready. Okay. okay All right. Tyler's t- boat. Tyler's boat would be named. And by the way, the, the fact that you've thought about this is wonderful. Um, I know. Okay. Yeah, here maybe we, go. we can maybe we can talk off <laughs> off camera, Mike. <laughs> no, I just saw real clean, and I thought there ain't no way that's Tyler's yeah. boat. Um, the first one is fish and chicks. <laughs> that's not bad. That's not bad. It's it's a little it's a little. Um, a it's a little punny. obvious. Yeah. Little well, Tyler, Tyler's so, a little more subtle than that, okay. right? You know, so. Um, bikini inspector. That's a little better. Okay. <laughs> what about, yeah, boy? I don't like that. Like B-U-O-Y or whatever. Yeah. You don't like <laughs> yeah. that one? I don't like that one. Okay. Um, Fifty Shades of Tyler. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> okay. That would, first of all, it wouldn't fit. <laughs> Exactly. Too long, yeah. too long. Um, Sodaly Tober. No, no. Don't like that one either. Uh, here's my last we're, one. We're... Here's my last one. Nautica by Nature. That's better. Okay. So yeah, which one? I... Which one? You liked Nautica by Nature and Bikini Inspector the best? Yeah, I like those. Now, I've got I've, I've two have popped in my head, and I've made a note. And I think they're, with all due respect to your thoughtful um, suggestions, I have two that I think work better. Well, we shall let the listeners decide. What, whatever, bring it on. So I think we should solicit um, votes from the yes. the uh, listeners here um, um, on these. Um, so my, I have two. I just thought of them. And I'm the one, one who posts every week this podcast. <laughs> so. As my guest, some guy in Austin, why don't you tell me your <laughs> names for Tyler's boat, and am I going to have to bleep them? No, no, you don't have to bleep them. Okay. Uh, although, given more time, I could probably stick of something <laughs> filthy. Okay, I'm ready. 
Um, the SS Dusty Rose. Ooh, I like it. Not bad. I like it. Not All right, bad. Now, now, now I think this is the winner here. Mm-hmm. Are, are you ready? Mm-hmm. Jump and straddle. Oh, <laughs> that's so good. Yeah, I think it's... that would look good. Hmm. The jump SS and straddle. Dusty Rose, though, is more Tyler to me because Hannah is a more jump and straddle person. That's true. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what I would do. I, I, I have to think Bikini Inspector is starting to grow on me, though. You do? Okay, so let's it's, message me. It's either Bikini Inspector or the Dusty Rose. Are you putting a the at the beginning? Like, we, we had the Facebook, and then we got rid of the the and just Facebook? Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think Dusty Rose speaks okay. for itself. Dusty Rose speaks for itself. We'll see. Or short and tight. I don't know. It could be <laughs> There's a place where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You could worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Take one Hey y'all, thanks for listening. If you want to read the full recap of The Bachelorette, you can find it on my blog, IHateGreenBeans.com. Don't forget to message me about the boat. Do you think it should be called Dusty Rose or Bikini Inspector? FYI, one of the best things you can do to support a podcast is to review the show on iTunes. It would be an honor if you headed over there and left us your thoughts. Thanks so much. Make sure to follow me on all the socials. You can find me at Lindsay on Twitter and at Lindsay Ray on Instagram and Facebook. And don't forget to check out my books, Why I Hate Green Beans and It's a Love Story. You can find them wherever books are sold. Until we're together again, love you, mean it. Texas forever. There's a perfectly good island somewhere Well, all right, the boats and don't grab your coat You won't need it where we are going Get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You could worry, you could drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Pick me up Pick me up